The first question is, what did you eat for breakfast? Ah, what did we eat for breakfast? Uh, a, a toast. Ah, yes. <laughs> toast. <laughs> Welcome to Music on Your Own Terms, the podcast that aims to help musicians develop an entrepreneurial mindset through interviews, as well as discussing resources, concepts, successes, and more. Providing a platform to talk about negative emotions such as anxiety and depression in order to help overcome them in the context of music and reduce the social stigma. This is episode 116. This episode is sponsored by Ignite Your Music Career. You may remember in episode 90, I chatted to Craig Dodge about sync licensing and how he makes a living through writing music for TV, video games, and film. Musicians all over the world subscribe to Ignite Your Music Career and earn more royalties, more upfront sync fees, and more recurring revenue from their music. Whether you're a composer, singer-songwriter, band, beatmaker, or instrumentalist, your music can be earning you more money. Internationally acclaimed composer, musician, and music educator Craig Dodge has licensed his music in more than 1,000 TV show episodes, films, video games, and ads all over the world, and he will show you how you can too. Ignite gives you the information you need in a simple, accessible format, and you learn at your own pace. For just $6 a month, you get a video lesson each week on topics related to music licensing, from writing techniques to how to find your markets, and everything in between. You also get tools and activities to build the skills you need to be successful, and each lesson includes a royalty-free sound pack to download and use in your own music. The key to success in the music business today is to diversify your sources of revenue. Ignite will show you how. For more information or to subscribe to Ignite, visit the website at taris-studios.com or click the link on musiconyourownterms.com. This episode, I talked to Yanis and Vicky from the prog experimental band Culture of Digital Elegance, who are a Greek band working with Rhea Kalimpali of One Woman Company. We find out about the band's writing process and how they record, their work as producers and with sound design for a game company, as well as why they got into music in the first place. We also discuss some of the gear that Giannis uses, as well as some tips on what a new artist might need to start setting up a home studio. If you enjoy the podcast and want to show your support, I'd be really grateful if you would consider signing up for the mailing list to stay in the loop with everything going on with the show. Just head over to musiconyourownterms.com and click the link. While you're there, you can also visit the store and grab some merch, or just buy me a coffee and help out with the running costs of the show. Thanks for listening. So let's get on with the interview. All right, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I am joined by Yanis and Vicky from the band Code, which stands for Culture of Digital Excellence. How are you guys doing? Elegance, not excellence. Oh. Not yet. <laughs> Elegance. Oops. Okay, I'll do that again. Who are from the band Code, which stands for Culture of Digital Elegance. How are you guys doing? Fine, and you? Great. I'm, I'm doing well, thank you. So yeah, let's talk about what the band is and what you guys do in the band. So um, the band is um, basically a rock band with a lot of synths, mm -hmm. uh, a modern uh, a rock band. And um, I play the guitar. Uh, I'm, I'm the singer. 
Yeah. Awesome. And we, we write, also write the music, and Yanis uh, writes the lyrics. Okay. Very cool. And there are uh, two other members. Uh, there's Miltus, uh, which plays uh, synths, and uh, Elias, uh, who is the drummer. Awesome. And you guys have been around since about 2008, is that right? Yeah, that was um, the year uh, of our first release. Mm-hmm. And um, ah, a few years uh, prior to that, you know, forming the band. But yeah, basically the official like structure of the band was then. Awesome. How did you guys get into music in the first place? And then how did the band start? From a very young age. <laughs> from uh, school. From school, yeah. Um, I was a, around 10 years old when I first uh, started playing the guitar. And uh, Vicky, I was, even younger, I think. Yes, five years old. Uh, I started playing the piano. Mm-hmm. And um, we we had this, uh, we, we loved the writing music, basically, not only playing, so from a very young age, both of us, and also the other members, too, of the band. So, you know, we met uh, during studies um, at a school of uh, music technology. Okay. So, you know, we loved uh, writing music, producing music. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, things came together. Awesome. So why did you choose your uh, respective instruments and, you know, vocals? Was there any specific artists that you, you looked at and like, oh, I want to do that? Ooh, good question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> A lot of guitars going around. And, uh, and uh, you know, 90s were... Uh A time where a lot of uh, experimental bands uh, came out, a lot mm-hmm. of different styles of music formed. We, we were fortunate to have an influence um, from various uh, styles. Uh, and and the, and rock, the, rock, metal, uh, and electronic music. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we have incorporated that, that uh, in our style. Some yeah. bands we love. Some we bands we love. Ooh. We... Yeah. Uh, Look, as a guitarist and um, a bit of a metal head, <laughs> I've always loved uh, Tool, Korn, uh, System of a Down, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Nine Inch know, Nails. Metallica, of course. Nine, Nine Inch, Inch Nails. From more industrial, yeah, more, electronical music. Yeah. And uh, what else? For, from electronic um, mm. uh, side? Electronic side, uh, of course, from the night is the Prodigy and... Uh, mm-hmm. um, Infected Mushroom, you know. From Moby, Moby. Daft Punk. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You had to mention that. Yes. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P., yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, lots of stuff. That's great. Um, Vicky, uh, vocalists that you uh, kind of aspire to or, or take take uh, influence from? Mm. Um, I, I like uh, very much the voice of um, Guano Apes. I don't know if you know them. Who, who is it? It's, uh, it's Guano Apes. It's a band from German. Okay. Germany, Germany. Germany, yep. They're playing metal, mm. some kind of... Hard rock. Hard metal. rock, yep. yep. She, she had a very beautiful voice, very um, deep and, yeah. um, <laughs> and very hard. Yeah. Um, also, I, I love my favorite uh, voice, It's a it's a man, not not a woman. Mm-hmm. It's a Maynard Keenan from <laughs> <Okay>. from Tool. <laughs> yep. I I love his I I'm in love with his voice. Awesome, that's great. So you guys, um, it, it seems at least three of you are professional like uh, producers and 
you work in studios all the time. Um, so could you tell me a bit about that? Yes, um, I do work um, mostly in um, localization services, you know, dubbing that stuff for okay. the, in, here in Greece for films and series. And um, we've also done music production and Vicky. And I am I'm, uh, I'm a sound designer and mm-hmm. a music composer for video games. Awesome. That's my my job. Yeah. Yeah, so we're in it. Yes. <laughs> right. That's great. Yeah, I did see something. I don't know where I saw it, but the two of you were kind of uh, working on, you, you were like the voices of a production for a video game, like s- characters. <laughs> ah, yeah. Yes, Yanis was the, um, <laughs> the voice of the main character of our first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie Swifthand and the Orb of Mysteries and Yanis was the, the voice of Robbie. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That was me. Yeah, just explain that, uh, you know, your, uh, the company you work for. Yes, like, I, have a, I have a company. Yep. That we're making games. Yeah. So that that's what she means by their first game. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. That's awesome. So, um, do you do do a lot of work with sync licensing then? I would imagine. Or do you? Or, or, or is it that you're making the music for the game in house rather than going to an artist to sync, do the sync licensing? No, I I I write the music mm-hmm. for the games in house. In house, yes, okay. of course. Yep. Do you do any work for other game companies, or is that that pretty much just it for that game company? Um, she has done. Uh, yes, uh, previously. Uh, previously, yeah, I worked for for another company for other companies yep. and make a lot of music for different games. Yeah, that's awesome. So talk about. So you've got is it one EP and one album out prior, and then the new ones coming out? Is that right? Yes, uh, you're correct. Um, besides a couple of singles, additionally. That we released, uh, I think, after the EP. After the EP, we, we released did, one single. Yeah, the Imperfect Love yes, single. Imperfect and then Love. There, uh, has, there have been uh, four uh, singles um, that belong to the new album that's going to come out soon. Awesome. Yeah, and they, they really sound great. I, I really like... Uh, the production is, is really, really good. I will say that. Um, but yeah, just thank you. Just the uh, I can definitely hear the '90s kind of rock, you know, electronic crossover influence. But mm-hmm. it definitely def- does sound modern. So yep. what I want to ask, I mean, is there a reason why it's you know 2008 to to now? Why why is the new album coming out now, and why is there so much space? Well, um, this is something that uh, we have been doing, uh, you know, on the side. Yeah. Uh, alongside uh, with our uh, day jobs. Right, know? sure. And, uh, you know, in Greece, it's difficult. Like, uh, the opportunities and uh, the audience, you need to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, we do it um, when we can. Yeah. <laughs> with a lot of with lots of love. Uh, but, uh, right. you know, it's not something that, like we do every day. So, yeah. Okay. Has the pandemic kind of impacted how much you've been able to do in the last, let's say, year. And, you know, is the reason you're doing it in 2021 because you've had time? Yeah, well, uh, the pandemic uh, was uh, 
obviously a bad thing for everybody, right. but yeah. uh, a good thing maybe for uh, for creators. You know, we, mm. we, we were uh, many hours at home. You know, it was uh, good for some things. We managed to finish a lot of the mixes yep. for the album. But, you know, we couldn't uh, meet with our fellow bandmates. And yes, we, we can't do rehearsals can't do or rehearsals. Play, play live. Right. Yeah. It's difficult. It's very difficult, yeah, of course. How does your writing process work? Are you, are you, have you been file sharing? And actually, does, has the writing process during the pandemic differed from what you've done previously? Not really, because, you know, during the pandemic, actually, it wasn't um, a writing period for us because mm. we had actually finished the album. So it was more oh, okay. production. So, yeah, we we shared the files uh, online, you know, for Miltus does the mastering. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did it that way. Okay. So we didn't have any real time, you know, creation process. So to have to... We had some in, in, in some songs. Uh... Some scenes that Miltos have to uh, yeah, prepare, but not, yeah. Yeah, but not real time, like yes, uh, no, no, yeah. real time, no. So typically, would you go into the to the practice space and just jam? Um, well, yes and no. We're uh, more uh, the band, you know. We like to to lay things out, uh, do the arrangement, and uh, record stuff and test it, and then you know rehearse it, see if we like it, then <laughs> go back to the studio. Something like, because we are engineers, and uh, you know we do everything here at home uh, in our home yes. studios. We're sort of quite maybe Yanis have an idea for a, a, a riff, so he yeah. writes down, and then he shows to me, and you know. Yeah, we don't have a need to go to uh, book a studio all the time, so you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's quite nice. We do it that way. Do you have any other bands or projects that you work on, or is this the only one you kind of work on? No, no, no other bands. But my my work because it's I'm writing music for the games. It's sure. a lot of music writing right. all the time. So I have the band, I have the music for the games. So it's full of time for my music creations. Awesome. Yeah, let, let's get a bit nerdy for a second because Yanis, uh, you and I have kind of gone back and forth about guitars a little bit. Yep. So you've got your 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 SZ, which uh, for people who don't know, Ibanez SZ was a um, what was it out for about ten years. Uh, it's sh- it's the same shape as an Ibanez S series, but it's thicker and it's got a different yep. headstock. But so what what do you typically use for for amps and effects? Are you are you directly recording amps, or are you going in uh, and using amp plugins? So uh, for uh, the record now, I actually. Um, rented a Mesa Boogie dual rectifier and a Orange uh, Rockverb yep. Mark III. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had recorded uh, all my parts uh, via DI yep. and uh, edited and uh, and then reamped. Yep. Uh, and I used the real amps um, in, uh, with um, impulses, you know, in, uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in the computer. So, yeah, that was my... My process. I normally uh, play live. I uh, have a, a rack uh, setup mm-hmm. with some uh, um, ENGL uh, preamps and uh, TC electronic effects and that kind of thing. But I also have some pedals, fuzz uh, compressor. You know. <laughs> do you? Oh, do you have the um, the modular? Uh, I forget the brand name, but you you can buy the different companies preamps. Uh, no, I don't have that, uh, but I know what you mean. Okay. So it's just, it's a, an angle preamp on its own. Yeah. Okay. What are you using for a power amp? Uh, I have a, 
Very old Rocktron 250 head. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, I think I had a Rocktron unit back in the day. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure I had a Rocktron unit at one point. My, my rack, um, which I don't really use much anymore, is a PV5050 classical tube. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've kind of gone in favor of just heads lately. Yeah. So yeah, just, just digging in a little bit. So you, you're using, uh, you said you use an IR. So you're not taking the sound of the mic? Like, how does that work? If, you, if you're going direct through an amp, you're adding yeah. an IR as well as the microphone that's on the cab, or is it coming out of the back of the amp? Yeah, I don't use a mic. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. what you do, you use a, a um, load, you know? Load box. Okay, uh, yep, I get you. Load box, a reactive load. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which uh, converts uh, the, the powered amp signal to line level again, and then you record into your uh, sequencer or digital audio workstation and you process with the IRs nice. to have the cabinet sound. Yep. Yeah, works well. Many, m- many people do this. Uh, now it's convenient. Oh, yeah. And you don't have to have a speaker box or yeah. soundproofing. And you have more control. Sure. What uh, load box are you using? I have uh, the Sure um, Reactive Load. Oh, okay. That's great. I'm I'm currently looking at the boss the boss version the what there was a tube expander. Have mm, you seen that? What brand? It's Boss. Ah, okay. Hmm. It's it's got a ton of stuff on it. I I like stuff. <laughs> also, I'm also a huge Boss fan. So, what would you say? Um, some advice you'd give artists looking to do more of a home setup would be. Hmm. I think the first rule is acoustics. Room mm. acoustics. Because you can buy all the gear you want, but uh, if you're not hearing right, uh, <laughs> mm. the, you, you, you get to nowhere, really. So I think the first thing is that some room acoustic basic stuff, and then maybe probably good set of speakers and a decent uh, sound card, and you're good to go. Yeah, for, for acoustics, I think um, the, the, the term that sums that up is crap in, crap out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep you know what i've i've gotten recently is the uh wave or uh, actually i'm not sure if it's Wave. it's from waves but i'm not i can't remember the brand of the actual software but it's the um nx i'm, I'm blanking ah, on the it, same i think that it basically simulates a room in your headphones so it tracks your head movement i found that yeah yeah cool. i really haven't tried it that way, I don't have to worry about uh, where the speakers are in the room, and it. it I, I don't have good monitors just yet, so I found that you know for a plug-in, that works quite well. Cool. I'll give it a try sometime. Yeah, it's not not ridiculously expensive either. Hmm. Um. All right. So let's move on to um some typical questions that I ask everyone. What would be one resource, uh, whether it be a book, podcast, blog? that you'd recommend to artists looking to be successful? And I say successful, that could be however you want to interpret it, whether it be financially or whether it be just being successful in what you want to do artistically. I watch a lot of YouTube, I must admit. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's 2021, there's too much information, I might say, out there. Yes. Uh, but, you know, the, all the masters of music and music production are uh, 
doing uh, YouTube shows and uh, videos and stuff. So you really get to learn a lot of stuff there. Sure. You know, yeah, I've, I've uh, purchased some online courses uh, in the past, uh, you know, for guitar learning maybe or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll ask you this. We have so much information. You get information overload and overwhelm. How how do you deal with that? How do you decide I'm going to take this course versus this course? I guess it's also about um, maybe the reputation that somebody has. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe spur of the moment. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. As uh, I don't know, as you get more experienced uh, in all this stuff, you 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 manage to filter uh, stuff out. Sure. Yeah, I, actually, I'm, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but could you talk a bit about, you know, what you learned in, in uh, when you were at college? Like what, I guess, what drove you to, to take music production in the first place? Yeah, um, you know, we were both into music, yes. really. And uh, we loved uh, that we have we had this uh, school uh, in Greece. Mm-hmm. We, we have, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, we have uh, we started producing some stuff even uh, when we were uh, at uh, high school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I think the road was set in a way. <laughs> what significant negative experience have you overcome and what did it teach you? Mm, significant negative experience. Generally, yeah, I, I don't recall. know. Huh? I can recall something. Yeah, really negative. No, but in general, you know, as an artist, when you put yourself out there, uh, you must be ready to embrace all the feedback or no feedback at all <laughs> at times right. that, that's almost so, worse you, than than someone hating yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. so you know all, all, all of this is a part of the process so yeah i think um especially now that you know where uh you have you can put yourself out there through the internet without being filtered by labels or uh mm-hmm. being supported uh, by them um, you know, you can uh, end up uh, in uh, weird paths. <laughs> sure. But, uh, you know, you, you have to have the stomach for all this yes. as an artist. Yes. Yeah. Th- you, this don't is ha- you don't have to be sensitive because... Yeah. No, you must be. You must be sensitive. You must be sensitive for for the music, but not for the... Uh, yeah, right. that's you what know. you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a part of growing up as an artist. Sure. Absolutely. So flipping that around, what major positive experience has given you the um, the push to, to continue this as a journey? Hmm. The music itself. The music can itself, I, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We, we can't help it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, look, um, over the years and with the stuff we've done and released, we have uh, positive feedback and a lot of people have took an interest, you know. Uh, so all, all, all this uh, stuff makes you go on. And if you really love it, you just uh, don't give up. So, yeah. Right. So enjoy the process. Yeah. You bet. Yeah, I wanted to uh, touch on uh, Rhea a little bit. How did you guys get, you know, how did you guys meet Rhea? And, you know, how important is her work getting your music out? Yeah. So um, we were uh, researching for uh, PR managers. And uh, I I found Rhea with... um, through a, a through eband.gr the eband ah site. yeah 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 there's a a site a you know yeah it's a community maybe yes, yeah yes, community site, uh, for e- artists music musicians yeah, yeah. and i found ria there she so, she's a friend of uh, um my of uh, a, a past colleague a yeah, previous yeah. colleague of, of mine 
And uh, I told him, do you know anyone? And do you know if Reed's the right person for us, for our music? Yeah, to... because that was important for us. Yes. Uh, because we've come across a lot of people, you know, that will... Uh, they couldn't understand. Yeah, they don't understand what we do. Yes. Are not in passionate about it, maybe. So and Ria, to, Ria was is is fantastic. The, is yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So she helped helped us a lot. Yeah, with uh, this uh, the release of words, uh, which we did this month. Um, yeah, she helped a lot. Really, it's fantastic. Every time I interview one of her bands, it's like uh, everyone says the same thing. She's she's great. So must be true then. <laughs> Absolutely. So last question is: What does music mean to you? Mm. I know it's a stereotype, you know, mm-hmm. but for me it's everything. I I can't live with a uh, without music. I I can't live without writing and um, and uh, singing uh, in the stage on the stage. Yeah, it's what you are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's a big part of our lives. Lives, yeah. Yep, totally agree. If people want to get in touch and listen to your music, where do they go? So it's um, uh, our official website is uh, code-band.net. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. Code-music. Ah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, my God. Not band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mixed up uh, the Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're correct. Sorry. Uh, so let's do it again. Yeah, it's code-music.net. Yeah. Awesome. The official website. People can find that anything, everything. Yeah, or, it's or, Facebook page and uh, Instagram and uh, Spotify and everything. everything yeah, yeah. yeah, YouTube. Oh, cool. Yeah, that that kind of leads me to a bit of a lesson learned is uh, if possible, get get the same handles for your website as well as all your Instagram and Facebook. That way you don't get confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a really good piece of advice yep. for people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I like to play a track at the end of uh, the band I'm interviewing. So what track are we going to hear? Yeah, I think it's best to hear the new single, Words. Awesome. Could you tell us a bit about that that song, how it was how it was uh, come up with and what, what it means? You know, it's about um, the lyrics are about... Um, words uh, you say in your, or you don't say and uh, how um, people uh, in your immediate environment uh, react to that. Uh, you know, we, uh, lots of times uh, um, we we are not able to convey what we feel in the right way and, you and know. And hurt each other. And hurt each other, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, the, the lyrics are about that and... Um, the fun part of the song is that it's a bit different than uh, what we normally do. It's a more up-tempo, more uh, traditional rock uh, orchestration and style. Um, so we had fun with it. <laughs> it was something different from us. For uh, Yeah, for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's words for you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I've, I've really enjoyed listening to the, to the material you've got out there. I was on, I was on your website last night listening to the previous out. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually that, that's another question. Um, is there a reason you've decided not to have, I mean, I was only on Spotify, but the, the EP and the original album are not on Spotify. Is there a reason you've done that? Yeah. Um, no, there was, there, there is no reason, <laughs> but it happened because, um, you know, with the uh, distribution, uh, the digital distribution, you have to have like, uh, the same name, uh, exactly. And we started as, uh, like, uh, C.O.D.E as code, yep. you know, culture of digital elegance. 
and um, it's difficult uh, to to do to combine do people reach out to us by our name when you write code yeah <laughs> yeah uh, we it's were always culture word. of digital yeah. elegance but we used to you know code for short and we liked it mm. and uh, uh, we released some stuff uh, with that name but uh, then we realized that uh, you know our um, name code is not so searchable mm-hmm. because uh, right. uh, Google doesn't take the dots uh, in account when you search so we thought uh, that we should um, uh, finalize the name as the full name Cal- yeah. culture of digital elegance uh, so we did uh, the next releases under that name and uh, we have not yet uh, managed to combine, combine uh, the two. websites yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but uh, the, this is something that we're uh, planning to do yes. yeah okay what, what who who's distributing your um your material uh we do we do it via CD baby oh Give CD Baby a call. They'll be able to help you with that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Well, this has been a a great conversation. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, Very good to meet you and hope hope you stay in touch. Um, Because, yeah, I'm definitely a a fan of your music. I want to hear more. Um, So, yeah. Any closing words? Yeah. Thank you you so much. Thank you so much for having us. us. And um, for the people listening, um, we're coming out with a new album uh, soon. Uh, so, what's for that? Stay uh, tuned. Stay tuned. Rock on. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform, as this really helps get the word out about the podcast, so other musicians can benefit from the awesome knowledge that my guests are sharing. The more the musicians' community collectively learns, the stronger we will become. A rising tide lifts all ships. This episode is sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Printing Company in Fort Worth, Texas, offering a full range of apparel decoration and promotional items, such as screen printing, embroidery, laser engraving, and much more. The Skinny Armadillo is now offering a merch fulfillment service, including on-demand printing and a custom-built web store, so you can concentrate on your music and running your business as a musician. Visit theskinnyarmadillo.com or call 817-546-1430 to learn how the Skinny Armadillo can help you take your merch to the next level. Keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. This is Culture of Digital Elegance with Words. (laughs) 